everything working? Even ESCOM's working tonight. How cool is that? <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we thank you and pray for your government, Lord. We just, yeah, we don't want to moan like the world, God. We do want to, yeah, just say we, we're grateful, God. We're grateful for everything we have. This country, God, we thank you for who you are as our king. Thank you that you give your word, God. And we thank you, yeah, just for your life, God, upon tonight, God, that actually this would bear fruit, God. It's all about you. It's not about me or anybody else here, God. It's all about you, Jesus. And we want to bring you the honor. We pray that your word would just go out and, um, yeah, just do the work that you've intended to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen with when the Holy Spirit's here, hey? I don't think we had any sort of plans as to what, how tonight was going to pan out, but um, we still don't. We're still just relying on His Spirit and what He's, what he's doing. So, awesome. So, um, yo, everyone's pretty quiet tonight, eh? Are you guys alive? Tired? <laughs> you're waiting. You're waiting, waiting for me. That's dangerous, Craig. <laughs> Okay, so I'm the, the, the title of my preach at the moment is <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, our elder brother. If you want to give it a title, Jesus, our elder brother. And, um, but really what I want to talk about tonight is that yeah, we've got an incredibly good father, man. I just really want to express um, and hopefully do justice or shed some kind of light about how he's the ultimate lover of our souls. He's our greatest friend. Um, and he's the one that's worth living for completely, giving up everything for as he's given up everything for us and laid his life down for you and I to bring us into a relationship with him. Hey? He has reconciled us to himself. What a beautiful thing. So, yeah, just, um, yeah, just it's been quite a wild last month or so for me. And, um, yeah, it's kind of quite interesting being here tonight because I kind of don't at all feel qualified, but in a sense, I know that I'm qualified because of what Jesus has done for me, and that's a good thing, because I think coming humbly and full of, aware of God's grace is so important, because I think, um, I know for myself, it's dangerous when I think I'm doing well, and I think I've, like, got it all together, and that's not a good place to be. It's scary to not have it all together, but it's good, because God can work in and through us, because of His incredible grace that enables us to do all things for Him. So, um, we're going to put up a scripture, which is really amazing. I'm, I'm going to read it maybe a little bit uh, in back to front to how it's written, but we're going to start with 2 Corinthians 5, verse um, 20 to 21. So, if you have your Bibles, oh, it's up on the screen there. Oops, I'm going to stay in front of that screen. There we go. Cutting off a bit, but that's fine. I'll read it for us. It says here, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were, made, were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Sure. So guys, how incredible is that good news um, of this message of reconciliation? There's one mediator between God and man. The man, Jesus Christ. It's actually written up on a building in town. And I always look at that scripture and I'm like, God, like how incredible is that? That you actually came to mediate a relationship between us. That was impossible. It was impossible in our own strength. But he came to a cross to actually mediate a way to him. Okay? 
And, he, and we had no, we were, sin, we were full of sin, but we have a perfect Savior, Jesus, that came. Had no sin, and it's, it's a big word, it's called he imputes that righteousness to us. In other words, he gives us his righteousness through Jesus. Hey? So even now, even though we know him, we still are not righteous, but through him we are made righteous. Isn't that good news, eh? Awesome. So it says here, he's, um, yeah, he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters, guys. You know that. That's why. But why is he not ashamed? Because we've been born again. We've actually been born into. That's why Nicodemus, he couldn't understand. He said, we've been born again. That's weird, eh? How can you be born again if you're an old person? How can you go into your mother's womb and be born again? As an, he didn't understand it. But spiritually, we're actually born again. We become a new creation when we get to know Jesus, when we accept him into our life as our king, as our savior. And uh, we no longer live for ourselves, but we live for him. And in ourselves, we are outside Christ. We have no hope of ever having fellowship with Jesus. But when we're born again, we become that new creation. He lives within us. His Holy Spirit sets up residence, guys. Has the Holy Spirit set up residence in your heart? <laughs> I'll tell you, when he does come, and, and we can chase him out. Eh? He's like a, a dove. He, he, we can chase him away. But when you're walking in step with him, he's, um, he's there. And he moves in power as we obey him and allow him to come and fill us. And we leaky vessels. Eh? We leak. The Holy Spirit does. He fills us, but we need to keep on being filled and being finding him. All right. 2 Corinthians. We're going to carry on. Uh, to, we're going to actually go back to the beginning of that little part. It says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 19. It says here, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God is reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Yeah. Hey? How amazing is that? We get so caught up. I mean, I don't know how you guys go, but I mean, I've, yes, I sin every day, guys. Like, I make mistakes, eh? I don't know. I mean, like, it, living in a family with two boys and a wife and people in and out <laughs> and trying to do work and look after God's people, it feels like I sin quite a lot. I mean, I'm not like a bad guy necessarily, but I mean, I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I'm not like habitually sinning, but I'm, I fall short. I fall short of His glory. And how incredible is that we've got a God that's not angry with us. He loves us. And because of his love, he draws us close. He doesn't count our sins against us. But when we repent and make right and say, sorry, God, yes. I had to repent this morning talking to Shantz. I was like, I haven't represented God well, really. Since I came home, I've felt stressed. I've been fine. <laughs> Frantic, <laughs> insecure, neurotic, emotional. <laughs> I've been doing fine, <laughs> but I haven't been that fine. So, um, but yeah, just, just getting to that place, it's amazing how things change. Eh? When we just humble ourselves before God and go like, you know what, Lord, I don't have it ev everything against, I don't have everything together, but you don't let go of me and you love me and you secure me and you tell me that you're, you're my, I'm, your, I'm his son, I'm his boy and he's proud of me. And that's beautiful. That's like, we've got to keep reminding ourselves of that. And I think that's kind of the heart of the message tonight. I've just been feeling for us a congregation like, I don't know, it's like uh, you can never share it enough. Like God loves us. He loves me. He loves you. He's in love with us. He's, and we can't get away from that message. It just feels like, Lord, please let your people just understand like how much they are loved by him. 
Because when they understand that, all the other things flow. And we'll talk about those other things just now. But I really want to lay a foundation of, oh, God, you love us. You are totally committed to us. Um, and um, I'm gonna sh- before I share another scripture, I'm just going to share a little bit, like, actually how God showed this to me through, um, through just a practical example in my life today. And um, we've got a beautiful little dog. Her name is Bella. She's very cute. She's white and sheds a lot of hair. But she loves, she loves me, and I love her, <laughs> even though she's a dog. But she's, it says a dog's a man's best friend, right? Okay, especially... <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. And I think female... I think female dogs is a bit of a thing between a guy and a female. Hey, Dill, you know about that, the female dog and the, the alpha male. <laughs> and, um, and they do. And, and you know what, Bella, she, she really loves me. Eh? She's Are you on a sort? Oh, yeah, thanks. I'm feeling a bit cramped here. Um, thanks, Dill. But Bella, you know, she's like, I don't know, I just feel so, I so feel convicted of how little I really know how to love when I, when I come home from a trip and Bella greets me in the back and Max, but yes, she literally, she loses her mind when I come home and she's like, she, she gets hysterical. I mean, she goes like, she just doesn't know how to contain her excitement at seeing me. And, and I mean, today I was just walking, I was on the beach and I love it. I love walking on the beach with Shantz and she, I know she's with me because I can't see her, but I can just feel this little brush against my leg and oh, it's such an awesome feeling because I'm like, I can't actually see her. But I'm like, she's just running, trotting along. She's literally like right underneath my feet. And, yeah, you know, she's just like, she's there. I'm like, where Bella, where are you? And then she's just like running. She's, ru- she's there, you know, she's with me. And, um, and I just really feel like that's such, such a picture of how Jesus is with us, is that he's so excited to meet with us. He's so, um, he's so wa- he can't wait to actually spend even a few seconds with us. But we are like inside the house, locked up, and like, oh, it's muddy outside. I don't want to go and get hairy and get slobbered on by the dogs, but they, they can't wait to just hang out with their friend, with their boss, you know, with their, the lover of their soul, in a sense, like a dog, you know? Um, but in a way, I mean, it's, it's, it's a limited analogy, I know, but in a sense, it's something of Jesus. That's how he is with us. He's like, oh, I want to I spend time with you. I want to be, I want to run alongside of you in the race of life. Um, and um, yeah, Proverbs eighteen twenty four. I mean, you don't have to stick it up, it says you um, there's, there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And you know what? I like, I just go, you know what, Jesus, you like that, you like, my, I mean, you're not like a dog, but you are, like, there's, there's just a sense of, like, you're there. you like, I sometimes can't see you. I can't see you under my feet, but I feel, your, I feel your brush against my leg, and I know you're with me. I know you, you're encouraging me, and you, you're telling me things. You, you're there in the hard places. I mean, I was in Mozambique, um, I think I shared with you guys just a couple of weeks ago, and like we're going through this process of um, of buying a house, and um, it's not a, I haven't actually shared with too many people, because I'm like, it's still in process, but I just thought, you know, this is my family, and we haven't bought the house yet, but it's like a daunting thing for us, it's really like incredible faith story of how we even got to rent this house, how we put in an offer, and we're on this journey, and I'm like, it's, it's quite scary, when I was in Mozambique, I was like, we need the title deed of our other house that we, we own a house and anyhow long story short we basically lost this title deed and we only kind of realized it when I was in Mozambique and I was like oh lord like this just feels like such a mess it feels like things are getting delayed I'm like what's happening here and then I was like god like is this cr- foolishness to like be actually buying a house to be 
yeah, in a sense, we don't have debt right now, but we're making debt. Like, are you going to come through? Is it going to be okay? Is it, are you, are you going to, I need to hear your voice, Lord Jesus. Are you going to be with us? Are you going to provide for this house? And as I walked up the steps, I mean, I was in this awesome four-story hotel and it was amazing, but I was stressed. The hotel was like, <laughs> it was irrelevant, but God said to me, I just heard his gentle whisper and he said, I've got this, I've got this, my boy. And I was like, yes, Lord, thank you. That's all you need to say. And I was like, I was just settled again. I was like, Lord, you're with me. I'm your son. I don't have to figure this all out, but you got this. And um, yeah, I really just want to encourage you guys that um, he's got it. eh? And he's totally committed to us. He's totally, totally committed to us. Um, John, John, John 10, verse 11 to um, 13, he says here, uh, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when, the, when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks and the flock attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he has a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Okay. And that wolf, there are lots of wolves in our lives. There are lots of wolves and they are not there for good. But we've got a king that is completely committed. He, lay, he literally will take on the line to save us as his sheep. And we, if we are in his pasture, if we are in this flock, if we are part of this, not that he won't look after you outside of this community, but there is something of being inside this flock um, and in his care that he's committed to us as church. If we are committed to him as he is committed to us, we are committed to his ways. And, his, and the most precious thing to him is actually his church. Eh? Yeah, okay, awesome. I could end it there. <laughs> but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to share one or two points out of that. So yeah, just hopefully that just helps you guys understand just the basis of what I want to just talk a little bit about um, out of that being settled as, as his sons and as, as Jesus, as him being our elder brother, that actually, um, how do we know if we are truly his disciples? Are we, are we, where are we actually in this journey? How we have we met him? Do we know him? How far have we grown? Where are we? And how do we actually experience more of this incredible king? Um, yeah, and, the, and I think the key to it, one of the big things here is that we are, um, and something I've been chatting with Dill about this as well, is that are we, are we part of a, um, are we relying on a system or are we walking in step with their spirit? Are we, the keys to the kingdom is, are we coming to church? Are we coming here because we just want to tick the box and come on a Wednesday and a Sunday and make sure that we're doing the right thing and that everything will go well with us? Or are we actually walking according to the Spirit? Are we walking in step with His Holy Spirit with what He wants us to do? Um, what, where is our reliance on? Okay. So uh, Jesus, He is really our great disciple and He's our perfect example. Um, do you guys know that? If you're not sure how to live as a Christian, just start reading the Gospels, because he is, he's an incredible example. Um, and one of the first things that he asked us, I've got a couple of points that I'm going to quickly share out of this, and then we're going we're gonna to bring it to land. But um, the first thing that he asked is obedience. Okay? In, Matthew, in Matthew 4, 19 to 24, it says, yeah, come follow me, and I'll send you out to fish for people. And at once, they left their nets and followed him. So Jesus calls us, and then... His disciples, they don't mess around. They jump in the boat and they obey him, like Lois. She, God called her, she was sent her, and she was like, cool, this is the church I'm going to go. And she started following him, and 
being discipled, actually by us and people in this congregation. And she's growing in God. Hey? That's the kind of obedience God wants us to do. It's not difficult, but it do, it's a sacrifice. It means leaving our family, leaving our work to follow Him. It's not convenient being a Christian, guys. It's, it's really not, not easy. But, um, but we are His... It's a, Jesus says here, who are my bro- mother and brothers? Mark 3, verse 33 to 34. It says, who are my mother and my brothers? And He looked at the seat that was seated in a circle around Him and said, here are my mother and brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So we got to... So becoming part of the family is by doing His will, doing what He says. And that takes obedience and trust and knowing Jesus. So, are, so that's the first thing. Are we obeying Him? Are we walking in step with the Holy Spirit? And are we growing to be more like Him? Are we, are we actually looking at our life and going, God, you love me, but am I looking more like you every day? How am I looking, God? How am I, have we asked other people to speak into our life and say, How do you, are you reflecting Jesus more since last month? How are you growing? How are you changing? When was the last time you repented of something? That's a great question. When was the last time you repented and actually were convicted of sin? If it's yes, that means you probably are growing in God. Because if we're honest, we all make mistakes. We all sin. Um, And that's fine. That's good. That's good to repent. It's good to make right because God is this loving king that brings us back. But if you think we're fine and everything's cool, we're not sinning, then maybe, maybe you're deceived. Maybe... Maybe you need to ask somebody that question and, and see, hey, is there something in my life that Jesus was perfect, but I don't know if we're perfect, eh? Okay, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what are we relying on, guys? Are we, are we gro- how are we going to grow to be more like him? How are we going to do that? Any ideas? Spend time with him. Do we know how to spend time with God? It's a very simple question. How do we spend time with God? Yes, and worship. Don't forget about that. Spending time in His presence, in prayer, in the Word, in worship. How's it going with that? Are we getting that only on a Wednesday, on a Sunday? Or are we worshiping at home? Are we we putting on music? Are we actually getting into God's presence? How's it going with that? Eh? Because when we come together, we're digging wells. We're actually finding our own wells. And when we come together, those wells, a trickle becomes a stream becomes a river. So are those trickles, are we finding those trickles? Are we finding those streams of God ourselves? Because when we come together, guys, on a Sunday, it should be a raging torrent. We should be so amped for God that we're actually diving in to His presence because we've all been finding Him on our own. Hey, Aren't you keen for that? And you can find Him with more than one person. You can find Him with friends. You can find Him in community. You can have quiet times with one or two people in the morning. You can have loud times. You can have praise parties. You can you can be creative, you can go for a walk, you can hike, you can do, there are different ways of connecting with God. It doesn't have to look like cookie cutter. So, but are we, are we growing to, him, to be more like Him? Because eh? I really feel like God is actually hiding Himself and He's drawing us close. He's saying, will you seek me out? Will you, I feel like He's kind of far away at the moment, but it feels like I need to find His presence because when I find Him, then that's when things are going to start happening, when His power is going to be released as I follow his spirit. So how, and then the third thing is, so the first thing was um, obedience. Are we growing to be more like him? And then the third thing is, do we know his voice? Do we, got, do we know his voice, guys? That's a big question. Yeah. Do we know his voice? Do we know when it's God? Do we know when it's Satan? Do we know when it's ourselves? 
there are, all, there are lots of different voices out there, especially with social media. Huh? It's very, very noisy. So, yeah, so, so do we know his voice? Um, John, John 10, verse 3 to 4. Let's stick up, that up on the board. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he, was brought out all, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Okay. Sure. So they follow him because they know his voice. They've spent time with him. They know, they know the truth from the lies. They've, they can correctly discern the truth in the word. They know, is this from God? Is this not from God? And there's people here to help us, but God, by his Holy Spirit, he'll show, he'll lead each person into all truth. Eh? One day, I mean, I was, I was out in Mozambique, I was traveling, and I didn't have community in church. I had to know what God's voice is for myself. I had to seek God out myself. There wasn't church services I could go to easily at hand. I had to find guys on a pier and start worshiping in Portuguese like I sang that song last week. <laughs> but, but I was hungry for God, and I was like, God, I need to find you. I need to find you no matter what. Um, but are we finding, are we desperate to find God, to hear his voice, to seek him out ourselves? Because I tell you, when we find him, we find peace, we find joy, we find fulfillment. And yeah, there are people that can help us with that. It's good to be accountable. I'm not saying we should all be on our own holy little huddle and finding Jesus on our own. We need to be finding together in community on Wednesday and a Sunday. And we need to be asking people input into our lives, sitting down with the Dylan and Dylan spoke into my life a bit on Friday, spoke about some stuff, asked him advice, but it's good to be asking those things. But we also need to be hearing God for ourselves. What is Jesus saying about that situation? Because we've got to find faith. And if we don't have faith for it, we've got a problem because we're doing it on other people's conviction. We need to be convicted ourselves and finding what God is saying to us. Okay, we need to spend time getting to know his voice. Awesome. So, so are we his disciples, guys? Are we... Are we growing in this thing of becoming more like Jesus? It's a good question, eh? Yo, you guys are so quiet. Huh? Do you think we're growing? Cool. <laughs> okay, you growing. Neil, that's awesome. Who said he's growing? Oh, Marco's growing. Okay, that's cool. You're growing to, more to be like Jesus, eh? Not just growing like taller, bigger. You're growing to be like Jesus, to be like your older brother. That's awesome. So yeah, guys, it's a very simple message. It's actually just an encouragement tonight to actually know that God, yeah, He wants to grow us into His image more and more by the power of His Holy Spirit. And it's something we cannot do ourselves. We've got to do it in team. We've got to do it in a community. And we've got to do it in the power of Him working in and through us. We can't change ourselves, guys. Has anybody been on a self-help course? Or like some... Some new age, um, like, pursue, pursuit of excellence, like back in the 80s, that read that book. I'm telling you, it's not gonna, you're not going to bring lasting change. The only way to change is actually to encounter God and to be transformed by His Word, to actually obey what He tells us to do. Hey? How simple is that? We just need to obey God. And the, whatever He's speaking to you to do, just do that. It's as easy as that. And then the next thing He tells you to do, do that. And then the third thing he tells you to do, do that. Don't hesitate and doubt. And I mean, I'm speaking, I'm preaching to myself as well, but actually it's as simple as that. It's actually a listening to Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do, God? 
like God's been speaking to me about giving lately. Like, who do you want me to give money to? Like, can I look for opportunities to be a blessing? Like, if God, if you're prompting me to, I'm like, yes, Lord, it's not making sense right now. I don't know if I'm going to make it at the end of the month. But Lord, if you're in that, I'm going to obey you. Because where you are, where your Holy Spirit is, what you're telling me to do, I want to do it. I want to obey you. And exercise wisdom as well. I mean, you've got, you've got guys around us. I'm not saying just go and do whatever the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. I mean, bounce those things off people if you're not sure. And there is a space for accountability. But I really want to encourage us to actually walk in step with the Holy Spirit. Because there, there we find freedom and power and life. Amen. Cool. So that's, that's pretty much it for tonight. Um, Wayne's going to help me end it. But um, I think it will be great if we can pray. And just spend a bit of time in prayer, just, just asking God what He is calling us to do. Guys, as uh, Julian uh, started the text, 2 Corinthians 5.20, uh, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. And, and as I look across the congregation, uh, virtually all of us are believers. We love Jesus. And that thought of being Christ's ambassadors came to me. And we often find it's, it's really difficult just to share some of, of Jesus and, and to uh, share the gospel. Uh, those of you know that I work as a law enforcement auxiliary, and I work with a lot of guys in dangerous situations and really rough situations. We see really bad things. And there's this young guy I work with on a regular basis. Uh, he's the same age as or slightly younger than my kids. And, you know, you, you spend an eight-hour shift together. you buddies because you're watching each other's backs. I mean, that's part of, of when you work with crime. And I, I was thinking, how do I share the gospel with this guy in the last couple of shifts and especially this last one I shared Andre's story I mean you, you couldn't have had a more documented healing all the tests with the specialists and on Saturday morning we we we, we sitting together in the patrol vehicle and I just shared Andre's story he was blown away because there was no way absolutely no way that you could have replicated I discussed it with him I said you know you see the telephone vision evangelists and people and the leg pulling and all the rest of it but the real miracles uh you know the people in the world want to know about that they're not stupid they they see all the, the the bad stuff happening in the church and i just realized that we've got so many stories of god's goodness real testimonies of the miraculous and if you don't have any way of uh or don't feel confident sharing a gospel tell a story that is so miraculous that the person cannot and at the end of the shift he just said that's amazing I, you know I've, I've got no words and it was you know I don't know what's going to happen you know it's a strange situation guys who who work the tough guys working in crime but there's always an opportunity to be an ambassador for for Christ God is making his appeal through us I don't know what's going to happen in the future but look for those opportunities as Christ's ambassadors if, if we've given if I've given a testimony of God's miraculous Use it to tell somebody else. You might not have your own story, but use it to be Christ's ambassadors and making that appeal through us, God making appeal through us.
Awesome. So, guys, we're going we're gonna to end in prayer. Um, that will be awesome. So, let, yeah, do you guys want to stand? We can pray. Let's pray together. It'll be awesome. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, you're awesome, God. Yeah, you're amazing, Lord. Yeah, God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are, you have reconciled us to yourself, Lord God, that you have made a way where there was no way, God. We had no way of getting to know you, Lord Jesus, and um, to, yeah, to even get into the starting blocks, Lord God. It was impossible without you, Lord. So tonight, God, we just want to, yeah, just really felt that there may be a, a response um, tonight for us that have, maybe we've known God before, maybe we've actually, um, once we were close, we were, we were known by him. Um, he always knows us, but we've actually chosen to turn our back on him, to actually walk away from, from him, to, um, to, in a sense, be backslidden. talks about sliding back from God, to actually not be almost, not that we lose our salvation, but we can lose our salvation if we, if we repeatedly sin and, and turn away from God. So I really felt that tonight there might be an opportunity, if that is you, if you are stuck in sin or you're stuck in some kind of thing where you actually, your heart's grown hard, but there's an opportunity that, um, that God wants to give you tonight and say, come back, my son. Come back, my daughter. Um, there's, a story, there's, there's a prodigal son. I think we all know that story where um, Jesus, that he goes into the world, the, the son goes into the world and lose, he squanders his, his inheritance and he goes into wild living, but he comes running back full of mud. And the father, come, he comes and puts a robe over him, puts a, um, gives him a new sense of um, belonging and purpose and, and forgives him and, and extends love and grace towards him. So is, is there anybody like that tonight that, that maybe they've known God, maybe they're stuck in sin, maybe they, they, they want to make right with Jesus and come back? Is there anybody like that? We'd love to pray with you. you just slip up your hand if that is you. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That, there's, some, some, there's somebody responding, which is amazing. But um, yeah, we're going to pray for you now. We're going to come and, um, and get around you and just, and just pray for you. Yeah, God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, God. Now, just pray, Father God, that um, yeah, if, there's, if there's people here tonight as well that are on that journey of becoming more like you, Lord Jesus, that they don't know where they're at right now, God. I just pray that, um, yeah, if that is you as well, if that's you and you, you're wanting to grow and to become more like Jesus, to be discipled in his ways, and you open, you're saying, God, like, come use me. Won't you, come, won't you get one, hold of one of us, one of the elders, one of the guys like Wayne or Craig, Mark, guys that are leading, uh, Tim and Nicole, and say, I, I actually want to be discipled. I want to become more like you, Jesus. I want to actually grow in the things of God. Come speak into my life. Come and, come and, come and tune me. What's, what's going on? What, where am I falling short? Where are the problems in my life? What do you see? What could I be doing better? Um, and as we do that, we'll see we start to grow into the things of God. We start to reflect Him more and more, and we encourage and challenge each other in the things of God. So, yeah, just encouraging the weeks to come. Let's, let's be a church that, that's hungry for God, that wants to meet with Him, that wants to look more like Him. Amen. Awesome. There's coffee at the back for those that want to hang around, hopefully. Before load shedding, we actually ended early. So... Um